Laura. Hello and welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we ask Apollo, did you give me your best one minute at a time? I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. <laughs> JJ is just has a look of disdain on his face. I'm getting used to that. Look. Why'd you bring these two idiots on? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to our two-hour yeah, these- <laughs> recording session? <laughs> <laughs> these two idiots are Walt and Allen from The Wilder Ride. Welcome, fellas. Hey, thanks for having us Hello. back. Yeah, we had uh, Rob and Tommy yesterday. Um, yeah. They're from The Wildest Ride, <laughs> where they covered. <laughs> they do all the Gene Wilder movies, but they just cover Blazing Saddles. So they actually just rebranded to the, uh... to the Wet and Wild Ride. <laughs> and, and they suck, and you don't want to listen to that. <laughs> I kid, The Wildest Ride is not a show. These guys are from The Wilder Ride, and you should check them out, because it's great. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I was on it, so... Uh... And I was going to say, they could start with your minutes. You were the only one we had for a weekend sleepover. I'll tell you that. Of all the guests, and we had some pretty powerful guests, you were the only one that got to spend the night over and still didn't pay the prostitute. Mm, mm. No, I left that up to you guys. Thanks for picking I know, up. I know. And I still keep getting the phone calls. I get weird phone calls now. People saying they're with the IRS. <laughs> it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, so you're getting screwed no matter and what. And everyone from that apparently works at the IRS has an Indian accent now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are they going to allow you to pay an Amazon card? I actually, or? I've got a recording. I don't have it with me. I've had it at home. I actually called the number back. You know, you get the robotic recording. And I call. I was like, this is the IRS. What can I do for you? I'm like, oh my God, my name is like, I said, I said I'm like, Mr. I, I said, Bob Noble, you guys just called and I'm really freaked out because you're going to come arrest me. What do I need to do? Oh, hold on. Let me look up your record. I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what amazes Shameless. me about the people who fall for that, which happens all the time. People are constantly falling for that scam is like, why would the IRS want you to pay your taxes in Apple iTunes gift cards? That was, there was, there was a big story here in New Jersey. Somebody, some lady paid $16,000 in Google play cards to the, to, to the IRS. It, I'm sorry. Quote, I apologize unquote. to our listeners that fell for the scam and lost money, but idiots do you have to be a <laughs> Moron. Right. I'm kind of not thinking that they could find a podcast if they fell for that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, you know, and I surreptitiously brought that story to the beginning because it's going to actually play the whole idea of being scammed or feeling like you're being scammed, I think, plays into this minute. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, you know a thing or two about movie making, don't you? Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know a lot about movie watching. No, actually, yeah, both both sides. I do a lot more watching than making, but yeah. All right, so let's jump right into okay. it. Today, Today, we are knocking out minute 13, which begins with the nurse leaving after she got what she wanted. Jay, that was also a uh, penthouse forum. Yes. I read. <laughs> and uh, it, it ends with Rocky leaving the hospital. Yeah, notice how she jabbed that pen right back into her pocket? Oh, did she ever. <laughs> Still warm. <laughs> You're never going to believe that this really happened. <laughs> I swear to God, this happened to me one night in the hospital. <laughs> I had just had my face replaced and 14 pounds of bandages wrapped around my skull. When she walked in the room. Mm. With what I thought was a, I quit smoking badge on <laughs> 
She had, it said, ask me how, so I did. <laughs> Little did I know that was code. <laughs> okay, that's it. We're done. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. You guys have the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants, to, uh, who wants to do Rocky's line here? About uh, Charlie Flynn. All right. <laughs> oh, I, can, I mean, oh, you mean like to act it out? Yeah, so, go for it. Okay. To my uh, my good friend Charlie Flynn, whom I don't even know. <laughs> so that, that was, was terrible. <laughs> no, that was... no, no, it sounded just like him. <laughs> I mean, it was really. Have you heard my that. Rocky impression? <laughs> I like how I go, whom I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get the grammar right on that one. If you don't mind, I, I'm going to uh, jump into my Rocky impression here. As I what if we to, do mind? <laughs> as I go to page 23. And Why don't I'll, we clap? <laughs> we'll all clap, and on four, I'll do it together. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a delay. I, you know, I just don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dumb idea. Uh, Scratch it. Forget no, it. No, no. In the um, in the novel here, there's there's a little bit more um, a little bit more lead up to the Charlie Flynn uh, comment because he talks about uh, he talks about people who treated him bad, who called him a moron in his past life. He says, "I only wish everybody who had Jesus Jay Jay really sorry about that really uh, that's, <laughs> that's my nightly uh, we go back to work tomorrow my crew and it's our nightly." Uh, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Cry face. Do I have to go? I wish I could quit. I resign. Uh, <laughs> Carry on. Like I was saying. <clears throat> I only wish everybody who had ever called me a moron in my whole life could see me now. And then, uh, you know, he finishes up there and then he says... <clears throat> Yeah, I wish they could all see me now, because I have been the punchline for a lot of people's jokes for a lot of years, and finally I had done good. And for the first time in my life, in my two-bit life, I was proud of myself. Then I thought about the autograph I just signed to my good friend, Charlie Flynn, who I don't even know. Hmm. There you have it. Oh, 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 thank you. End scene. End scene. Fantastic. Who were you imitating there? No. I was imitating Alan, imitating Rocky. Right. Okay. That's why it sounded that way. Yes. But I, I'm glad they didn't have that much dialogue. It's, it's interesting in the book, but I don't even know that we need that. I think no, you don't. The, the actor, in terms of being on the screen, I think he does a good enough job just with that one line, just to my good friend, whom I don't even know. It's like... It's, it says so much in just that one little moment. and It does. You definitely he doesn't get look, it. He doesn't smile about it. He's not happy about it. He's just, I feel like I just got used. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get like the happy ending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see a theme. We keep running back to that kind of <laughs> theme here, well, guys. It was your influence when you were over at our, at our sleepover. So. <laughs> I really yes, kicked that. You, you corrupted us. Yeah. Well, look, I got all academic at times. I'll probably come, I'll, I'll do that again. But I, so seriously, you can tell he doesn't seem happy about giving that autograph. Like he says initially, I'd be happy to, you know, and, and like in the last minute. But then as soon as she leaves, he's like, oh, you didn't want to talk further. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you, you got what you wanted. Kind of like Polly, you got mm-hmm. what you wanted. Now you're gone. Mm-hmm. I agree. You really don't, don't need the extra stuff. <clears throat> but what you, what you just read was what he was thinking, right? Because it's read from his point of view. Yeah. It's just- so, but... The, the thing about acting, 
which I know nothing about, <laughs> is that all of what you just said was conveyed in 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 his one line, his facial expression, like the way he said it, how he said it, was all conveyed in that. We didn't need to hear all of that. Are you saying it's unnecessary what I do? What? No, no, I'm saying that. Well, you just, you missed the point on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so used to being attacked by you. It wasn't you. a personal attack. <laughs> what I'm saying was, wow, is this someone is defensive today? Sensitive. Jesus Christ. It's not Great. what you how said. How you going to call me a dipshit today? <laughs> what I was saying was it was an ode to the acting on the movie because all of what you read, he hmm. portrayed in that scene without really, with only with one simple little line. My good friend Charlie, who I never met, but from that line, the way he said it, how he said it, I got everything that you said. Like it was like everything that was in the book. Not what you said. Take yourself out of it. You don't matter. Like, <laughs> what, what was in the book was conveyed through the movie. That's what like I find interesting about the stuff in the script and the book is because like they're hitting all the the lines that we know so well, but then they're given like a like a paragraph prologue to that to what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Those are those are the, the things that I'm reading in a very poor Rocky accent. Uh, accent rocky impression but i just like i want to just get out there that the things that he's thinking before he says these lines that everybody knows because if you're listening into this podcast you've probably seen this movie a dozen or so times Mm -hmm. at least or mike kunda's uh case hundreds of times i got a question um when in the last minute we see he seems he seems to perk up at the idea that oh she wants an autograph is that just rocky's natural persona to just be polite and maybe he didn't even want to do it in the first place i would think so the guy doesn't have a mean bone in his body like he scoops a drunk off the street in front of the bar in the last movie and puts him in a booth like he's just he just has has like this inherent need to take care of people he walks little marie home like what does she ever do for him but he walks the girl home and she uh thanks him with a screw you creepo you know what i mean like he he just has this this need to take care of people Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's also a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, if somebody asked for something, he, he'd give them the shirt off his back. That's also, I mean, we're also going to see that in an upcoming minute or two, where he he's just he's such a nice guy that he has a hard time saying no to people, uh, and I think that that carries through too for uh, for a while. Yes, I agree. I do like that in terms of performance. What it does give us is this nice little dichotomy of I'll play the part when I'm on. But then we get when he's alone, what he really is feeling. And again, it goes back to his performance, his portrayal as someone who feels like I've just gotten used again. I didn't get anything out of this. You know, he even mm-hmm. says my first autograph as if you think, was he thinking this is a good thing? You know, hey, it's my first autograph. And now it's like, wow, this kid, I don't even know. And it's like, that means nothing. Like the idea of the first autograph means nothing to him, which is kind of almost anticlimactic for what you think you would feel being in the limelight and have some stranger wanting your signature. You know, your comment about um, like his behavior when he's by himself is it it leads into what I'm about to say next, which it's also his moments by himself are some of the best moments that Rocky has in all of these movies. Like I think back to Rocky one, you know, the, the moment where like he's yelling at Mickey who's like walking down the stairs, but Rocky's in his apartment by himself having this moment or in this, say this particular scene in the the script and the book, he gets out of bed and he's standing, looking at himself in the mirror, which is kind of reminiscent to uh, 
Rocky won after his fight with Spider Rico when he's standing there looking at himself after he does his spiel with the turtle food. Mm-hmm. He's looking at himself in the mirror like as if he's saying, what the hell happened to me? Look at this bag of meat standing in front of me. But um, it, it's... <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in this role says so much with just facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And I, know I we, love it. Yeah, yeah. We, we mentioned that a lot too in Rocky 1, but... Well, I also think, and he does have times where he'll say things under his breath or when he's by himself as sort of like that last thought, sort of mm-hmm. just instead of in his head, it's articulated for us, the audience watching. But it also plays into what I said earlier this week. It's like whenever he's with someone, he can't shut up. So yeah. it's, he finally gets to shut up when no one's around. And like he did, I, That inherent need to please, it also feels like that inherent need to converse, to talk, to entertain, to be active, to be involved. You know, just be quiet. And the only time he can is when he's when he's by himself. Yeah, it's almost like when he's around people, he does that like nervous chattering thing where he can't shut up. But yeah, the, those moments, those lonely moments of his are, are some of my favorites in all these movies. You know, it's wild. Have you ever met anybody that's like that? Because my youngest kid is exactly like this. When she she can just keep talking and talking and talking. And I keep waiting for her to like run out of something to talk about because my patience is wearing thin because I'm trying hard <laughs> to show like fatherly affection, like I care about her day. But I got, I stopped caring about 14 minutes into her monologue. And I want to like go back to what I'm supposed to be doing. But she's just got this gift of gab. She can just talk and she's happy as long as you're looking at her, as long as she feels like you're engaging, she'll just keep talking. And it's just. It's it's a skill in some level, but I'm I'm like, damn, would you just shut up? <laughs> I think it's, girl- not, it's not just your daughter. That's all women. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> oh, know. my God. I- I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> I'm sorry to our female <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I see. I don't think that because I know gu- I've, I've met guys who do that, too. But it's I've got, four, I've, got, I've got four daughters. Now, my <laughs> second daughter down is capable of that but she's also capable of just being in the room quiet the the baby non-stop it's just it's all about me i'm the center of attention and i'm gonna have if you're in the room with me you're gonna be listening to what i'm saying and it's just i i, I wondered is she ever does she ever shut up like it's that does a tree make a noise in the woods yeah. i wonder does she shut up if we like shut the door to her room or is she still talking i i you know i i say that i take that back a little bit though because i used to think that i didn't just i just you know it's easy to say like i don't care like about what when I, any girl I was dating or anybody like what you know when they're always talking I'm not listening to them I'm thinking of all the all the other things in my head like, you I'm not do that when, when I'm talking that, that's what I'm getting at here is I used to think as I was going through life that it was just like girls like you know I date a girl she's talking about her day and I don't really care you know I really don't care I just want you to stop talking about it but I I've, I've recently over the past like maybe year or two I realized it's all people <laughs> I don't care about what anybody has to say anymore. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. I go through my day, and 95% of the day, I'm wishing that whoever's talking to me would just stop talking to me. Yeah, but it's great when I'm like trying to interview a witness or something. And it's almost like I'm sitting there uh, as the kicker and the water boy looking down the line going, Where's my bitch? I know somebody's going to talk. It's, it's just finding the right one. And, you know, because they, they want to tell you what happened, they want to tell you what, what they know. And, um, so if I can find that talker, man, I'll get whatever I need. You do that slide thing where you kind of like saddle up and smile, and like act dumb. You're like the, you're like the, cause you're like Chris Kringle, you know, got a bowl full of <laughs> jelly for a belly, and you're just like, hey guys, <laughs> yeah. and next thing you know, get them to start talking. Yep, become their best friend. 
They're like, this moron doesn't know anything. I better fill him in. How many times have you had to stop yourself from laughing knowing you've just conned the person to admitting everything that you were trying to get him to say? At least five times a day. Wow. When I'm out doing interviews and stuff like that, I there are times I really have to kind of <laughs> restrain myself because I'm like, I cannot believe what this person See, is telling There were me. times as a parent where my kid would say something so smart, Alec, but so freaking funny that I'm still supposed to be oh. mad. So like, you know what? I'm so mad. I'm going to turn my back on you for a minute. That's the only way I could then turn around and break and laugh and then turn, and then put the face back on like, I'm serious. This was bad. And I'm like biting my insides of my gums trying to like, that's funny as hell. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm the worst with my kids. I, I'm always cracking up even at the most serious moments. With them. <laughs> well, it's usually from nervous laughter. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. You want to talk to me about what? <laughs> I think all the parents do that, but mm-hmm. no, not, not too many admit it. I did this today. My kids only two. We were... He goes to speech therapy, and um, today I was in the room with the lady, and she was she was showing him pictures. She was trying to get him to say M sounds, right, with like a mmm beginning. So she showed him pictures of the moon, and he went mmm, right. And she showed him pictures of something else. He's like mmm. She showed him pictures of a muffin. It was like a big muffin, and he rubbed his belly. Went mmm. <laughs> I, like, I, I just started laughing, and she was like, "What else is the laugh, Dad?" And I was like, "That was funny, man. Like, I could never keep a straight face at that." Guys, I just went through a little bit of PTSD. You sounded like Frankenstein's creature. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, we're done with that. We're done with that. I'm not, I'm not going back. 106 episodes of that. <laughs> oh, Jay left. <laughs> <laughs> he checked out. <laughs> Completely I, I, lost like, interest. Dead serious. He took out his earphones and he walked out of the room. It has nothing to do with your your <laughs> talking about young Frankenstein, but yeah, it's the waffles to, and peanut butter catching. Well, we had to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> they went right through them. <laughs> well, let's talk about who muffins. bought whole wheat? <laughs> who bought the multi grain cakes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys! Somebody bring me a couple of phone books to prop my feet up. I'm going to need some help with this one. I thought I was gluten tolerant. <laughs> Nobody knows what the hell are you talking about. Oh, man. They're like, wait a minute. If you go back at the very beginning, they say something about peanut butter and waffles, and now it's starting to make sense. <laughs> or they might hear that after the um, the final thing. And maybe it's at the end, yeah. Well, when somebody does a, a movies by minute, by minute podcast, they'll explain that. <laughs> oh my God, help the guy that takes on that. So uh, we're inside Apollo's room. Mm-hmm. He's out of focus in the foreground. Rocky opens the door. Mm-hmm. And this is it, a great shot. This is a. It's just a great shot and a great transition here. It's like it's pitch black in there. Like Apollo is dead asleep. What what I do like about this is um, Rocky opens the door, and goes, "Yo, Apollo." And Paul goes, "Who is it? <laughs> Who do you think it is?" Well, maybe the nurses. They, they maybe maybe we haven't seen any, but we could have some sister nurses, and they're like walking like, "Yo, what, Apollo?" <laughs> <laughs> Somebody doing a, a worse Rocky accent than us. Accent. Yeah. Why do we keep saying accent? Rocky impression. Rocky impression. Yeah, but impersonation? His, his impersonation. Am I saying impression? What's impre- is that the impression? No, impre- I'm doing a Rocky. I think impression is what you do. No, I don't know. Okay. I'm it while you guys talk. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe Urban Dictionary knows. Ooh. Uh, but his question to Apollo, did you give me your best? Mm. Why is this so important to Rocky at this moment? Well, first of all, Rocky doesn't want to be... Uh, hmm. 
He never wanted anything given to him. He wanted to be, he, he doesn't want to be. Alan, wait your turn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like Hermione Granger raising my hand and like ignoring me. <laughs> uh, Rocky's the kind of guy that wants to earn what he gets. He, he doesn't mm-hmm. want anything to be given to him. He doesn't, he doesn't want his, what happened out there. He, he, he did a good thing. He went to, he, he did exactly what he wanted to. He, um, what the fuck? I can't think of any like what's the he went the distance went the distance which is all he wanted to do all I want to do is go to distance he went the distance he surprised a lot of people you know he did something great but he wants it to be legit and he wants it to be something he earned and if Apollo didn't give him everything he had it was all for nothing and it was all tainted and it wouldn't be worth anything but he's just uh, you know he's a humble guy and he did something great and he just wants to know did you give me your best he wants to know if it was all uh go ahead with your next point because I'm fucking just. Had a, sure. Wow! I don't know what's happened there. He, here's what I think. I mean, I don't think you're off. I don't think you're off. I think there's there's another layer to this based on what we've had this week. His he he comes to his you know what's going to be his future brother in law. Paulie's sitting there wants something. Rocky thinks it's for, he wants something from him. Uh, or, you know, well, first of all, let me take it back. Paulie wants something, and that's all he wants. And he leaves, leaving Rocky kind of disappointed. He didn't want to hang out. He didn't want to talk. The nurse, he thinks she's coming in to have a conversation. She leaves. All she wants is something from him. Nobody wants to give anything to him. You don't see Polly saying, hey, here's a box of chocolates or here's some flowers. It's just, what can you give me, Rocky? The nurse comes in. You know, what can you give me? Right? That's what he, that's what mm-hmm. she wants. Mm-hmm. I think in his mind, he's like, did Apollo do the same thing? You know, is he, he's starting to think, did Apollo just get from me what he needed, but he didn't really give me everything that I wanted? And he just wants to reaffirm, can, can I at least get a straight answer from somebody that you gave me everything that I wanted. He wanted the champ to give him his all, not a show fight, not just kind of for the for the for the publicity and for the the sort of like the show of it. I I I kind of disagree with you completely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you sir are a moron. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that. The only reason I say that is because. Well, I'm, don't forget, I agreed with you. I, I just thought there's another layer here. What triggered him to go find Apollo? is these two experiences back-to-back of somebody who wants something only from him, not to but, do but anything Apollo for him. Apollo didn't get anything in this whole situation. Apollo, he lost, if if anything. You know, even though yeah, he, he won, got he his lost. ass kicked. Right. Oh, yeah, he, no, and he was supposed to be, obviously, supposed to be a runaway victory. He was talking about he was going to knock him out in three. All this talk, Apollo lost big time. So Apollo didn't get what he wanted from this at all. So I don't think that Rocky would think that. I, I just think that Rocky never wanted anything handed to him in his whole life. Like he wanted to earn what he got. He never wanted he he wants to I still can't come up with thought, but you got well, the point. He, 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 never, he didn't want to hand it to him. He wanted to earn what he did. And he wanted to make sure. But I think the reason he's bringing it up now, Rocky wanted to make sure that he earned what he got and that what happened was not a fluke and that that Apollo gave him everything he had and Rocky was good enough. You know, and, and Rocky also he wants some uh some um Validation in his life because that's why he always talks about like oh you should have seen me you should have seen me like he was on the operating table and all the fr- like you know I did good out there you should have seen me he just wants some validation and he just wants to make sure that what happened was legit and that Apollo gave him everything he had and I think the reason he's thinking about it right now is not because of what happened with Paul and the nurses just because th- now everything is calmed down now after the fight everything was chaotic the hospital was chaotic he went to surgery he had this major eye surgery he got wrapped up like a mummy and everything's just been this whirlwind and I think now. Paul, the visiting hours are over. All the guests are left. He took his medicine. Nurse Flynn got her autograph and she left. And now he kind of like everything just relaxed. He came down and now his head, we, we know Rocky from talking to him, his head, everything's always moving. He's always thinking. He's always, you know, coming up with these things and his head just got the best of him. He started thinking about laying there and wondering, did did Apollo give me everything he had? And I think it's because it quieted down 
now is why he thought of it. See, I, I think we're I think we're arguing almost two sides of the same coin because I don't disagree. I think though the the fight was meant to be kind of a show fight. I think it was supposed to be a joke. It was all supposed to be publicity. And halfway through the fight, obviously we know in Rocky One, you know it got real, and Apollo had no choice but to step it up because it turned into the into the real deal. I just think Rocky wanted that last little bit of validation, like please tell me you didn't just do what you, you know you got your publicity yes certainly the fight didn't go your way but i need to hear you say it i need to hear you tell I, me I, yeah you I, I, gave me everything i think we're we're arguing the same uh, i think that our our disagreement is in why he chose that moment to go and do it like you were saying that he just what just happened with paul he was just having nurse flynn and he's kind of thinking now hey did apologists do that where i'm just kind of saying that i don't i don't think there was any reason i think he just went and did that now just because Everything had quieted down. Same thing with when he was lying in bed with Adrian. You know, leading up to the fight, the press conferences, the pre-fight, the training, all this stuff, everything was chaotic. And it wasn't until he laid in bed with Adrian that, like, he lay down. Everything was quiet. Everything relaxed. That his true feelings came out, and he and that's when he started having the conversation about, you know, did, does he think he can win? You know, the, all he wants to do is go the distance. Also, that was put in his mind when Jurgen said, "It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You're going to give us a great show." So at that moment. In Rocky's eyes, like it wasn't a serious fight to anybody else but him. Like right. it was, it right. was just yes. a show. You know, Apollo, I'll drop him in three. All that that nonsense. So, like Jay's saying, I, I would agree. Like after the chaos of of the moment has worn out, it's he's probably laying there in solitude, and this is eating away at him. Was it a joke? Was it just a show? So he had to hear from Apollo himself. Yeah, but I still think. I mean, and again, <clears throat> that's the cool thing about arguing a movie one minute at a time. I still think there's a reason the filmmakers gave us these two nearly back-to-back identical moments of somebody who just wants something from Rocky. And I just think that had to trigger something that maybe it all hit him at, like you said, as he's laying in bed and he's thinking about, was this a joke fight? Was this for real? Did I get, you know, the best? Did somebody give me their all? I'm always giving everybody my all. I'm doing anything I can for anybody that asks, can I please at least get one straight answer? Did somebody do the same thing for me? So whatever it was that triggered it, I love the fact that he does want to at least hear Apollo say it. Not Apollo's manager, not his manager, not someone on the outside saying, oh yeah, he he has to hear it from the guy himself. This might kick off a good discussion in the uh, uh, listeners group of Mighty Mix. So please, like any any fans who want to weigh in on this comment. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Walt, we haven't, we haven't heard from you. <laughs> I was just waiting to see who had the best argument, and I was going with that. Um, <laughs> you know, you you know me, <laughs> like a well, true follower. The only thing that that I think I would add is just that um, Rocky tends to be, in some ways, his own biggest critic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he he not only needs affirmation from other people, but he needs affirmation for himself. And so, I think any of the doubts that he had, he really needed to put those to rest. And if he hadn't, I think it would have continued to haunt him so. i think yeah it would have gnawed away at him he needed yeah, to hear so. this. if you had rewritten this scene and apollo just turned his back on him that would have just been killing him he would yeah. he would just keep you, you could almost imagine like every night coming by apollo i need to know yeah. apollo i need to know yeah. please tell me or just if he had me. never gotten up the nerve to go ask him i think it would have been something that stuck with him trying to um trying to figure that out and, and you know i know growing up playing sports there were times when you know you do something great in a game and you kind of walk away going, well, did that really happen? Or did that, 
you know, uh, were they at their worst? You know, you, you have right. those kind of gnawing. Were we that good times. or did, were they that bad? Right. You know, did they re- was that really an opponent? That was a challenge. That's right. And, and I think that, that there's a little bit of that, too. And um, and he also, I think, wants to be able to say no matter what anybody else said, this is what Apollo said. Right. Yeah, like I said, a, there, was a, there would be a second question that I would want to ask Apollo, me personally, if I ever fought him. Okay. Um, <laughs> first, Why did you just kill me? <laughs> I'm dead. The first, like Rocky goes in and asks, um, "Did you give me your best?" Right? Mm-hmm. And Apollo, says, yes. I would also want to know is to Apollo, did you take the fight seriously? Because did you give me your best? Could be like you know, yes. When when the fight started, I was treating it as a joke. I didn't mm-hmm. train for it. Everything was a was a circus up to then. I didn't prepare for it. And when I got in the ring, it took me by surprise. And when I realized that this was serious, then I gave you my best. I gave everything I had from that point on. But to me, I would want both. I would want to know both. I would want to know, hey, did you give me your best in the ring? Did you give me everything you had? And he'd say yes. And I want to know, but did you take the fight seriously? Because you, if you didn't prepare for it, then you really didn't give him your best right. leading up to that point. But yes, when he got in the ring, you know, and he saw you know what what he was facing. Then yeah, I gave you a hundred percent at that point, but leading up to it, I only gave you like fifty percent. I would want to know if he did, if he didn't train the way that he would have trained for a normal heavyweight right. championship right. fight. I mean, we we didn't see one second of Apollo training. All we saw was the businessman Apollo mm-hmm. Creed talking about getting flying his barber in from Los Angeles and you know shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we don't know like how seriously he prepared leading up to the fight. So was Apollo in the ring in Rocky One? Apollo at his best? I would say no. No, absolutely not. I think he gave him everything he had. He Available. was just trying to save his legacy at that point. Yeah. And he obviously gave it all and left. He left everything he had in the ring. But the question was, what kind of shape was he in when the fight began? Mm-hmm. I'd want to know both. Fair enough. Fellas? Well, and I think too that there there's an element here that. He, you know, he may not have caught him on his best night because he maybe didn't go in the ring as mentally prepared as he needed to, but he's still the greatest boxer mm-hmm. in the world. True. You know, th- this is like fighting Ali. You know, if I walked into all to fight Ali on his, you know, when he was at his peak, I'm still getting Ali at his peak, even though he's not looking at me as the greatest opponent. Right. So, um, He's still, you know, he's still handed it to the greatest boxer in the world at the time. So you would think that would be enough. But obviously, it, it wasn't quite enough for him. Well, let me ask you this. Isn't that kind of... Well, let me ask you this. Isn't that sort of what the premise happened? of... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had you on mute. He, he was playing words with friends. And <laughs> you guys are talking so long. I've just I lost track. What movie are we doing again? It's like you're uh, you're podcasting with Jay over there, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We'll um, have to nudge him and wake well, him up. Well, he's Jay and I'm Silent Bob all of a sudden. So, <laughs> um, what I was going to say is, but isn't that sort of the point that we're seeing in Rocky too? That uh, that the rematch is all about. If I thought I had somehow not gone through the training seriously, I'm not making that mistake a second right. time. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we're gonna find out now because we we actually do see Apollo training and he's. He does take it very seriously the second time around. So we'll just have to see how that plays out. Well, and it's it's kind of um kind of funny the way that they wrote this character later on because when he, you know, spoiler alert if you've not seen it, um when he fights uh several opponents before he fights Clubber Lang, he gets into that same thing where he thinks he's invincible and and bulletproof and he doesn't take that fight seriously. 
and with kind of the same result. Yeah, he. Um, I mean, that's a season from now, but but you're right. The hubris that maybe Apollo shows leading up to the Rocky fight, Rocky definitely shows in his uh, his. Well, I don't want to spoil too much, but his uh, let's say title defenses. Can I can I say that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to. It's your show. <laughs> that spoils nothing. <laughs> title He's defenses. Like, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Uh, well, but, uh, sorry, go ahead, Walt. No, I, no, uh, I, I just, Alan? it is a cool little moment cool. here that not only cinematically, I love the fact that it does start in Apollo's room. I love that the door opens and Rocky is framed in just this little sliver of light. And you've got almost this sense of like light and dark. You've got Rocky who's in the light, but he also wants to be enlightened. He wants to make sure that this, this figure in the dark, this figure that's in the shadows that he doesn't have an answer from yet gives him that answer. And I love just in terms of just the contrast of the scene cinematically is telling us he needs something from this darkness. He wants something from this darkened room. He wants the voice that's basically muffled and in bed. Please tell me the truth. So visually, cinematically, just a beautiful shot, beautiful scene. I just love everything about it. Yeah. And we just had like a a 10 minute conversation on what, what was behind Rocky's question. But in the end, he gets the answer that he wants. He's very satisfied with with Apollo saying, yes, I gave you my best. He thanks him and he closes the door. That's all he wanted. Well, and I'm sure that's also something that Apollo has been wrestling through. You know, did I give him my best? Did, hmm. did I, um, well, that's a really good question. Is he sitting there at night going, did I give him my best? Did I, you know, should I have taken him more seriously? Yeah. I, I bet mean, that's what he's thinking. He has to. Doesn't everybody like the, the guy who misses the field goal for the game winning field goal or, you know, the pitcher who walks the the winning run in, don't you think they stay up all night thinking, what could I have done differently? Yeah, I, I would. I had a, when I was in high school, I had a potentially game-tying shot, and I just missed the net. And, uh, <laughs> you know, in hockey, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big net. And I just missed the net uh, right at the buzzer. And it bothered me for two days. So I, I can imagine what Apollo, what's going through his head. Well, we've we talked about um, the last uh, block of minutes too. That from there ain't going to be no rematch mm-hmm. to the uh, them driving to the hospital. Like he was sitting in that ambulance stewing over the fact that he won, but he but Rocky went the distance with him, which is something nobody ever did. Rocky just like beat him pr- bloody, which nobody has ever done before. So. Just from the fight to the ambulance ride, he had that moment to reflect and came into the the hospital beaten and broken, but like a ball of fire. Now he, he's yelling for Rocky to, to get up and finish this fight right now because he couldn't accept the fact that Rocky gave him the fight that he did. Uh, after the adrenaline wears out like completely after the surgeries and everything, now he's laying and, and you're right, Walt, he's probably, this is probably eating away at him. Now he's he's definitely questioning his own uh, his own motivation, maybe even his ability. I don't know. Yeah, and it's a pretty you know I, I think the the again going back to the way that they framed the shot with him just laying there in the dark, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like Rocky wakes him up. You know he he opens the door, Apollo's already awake. He's laying there stewing over this, right? Yeah. yeah. And when he leaves by closing the door, he's returned to his own darkness. Yep. Whereas Rocky is still in the light. Yeah, it's a powerful scene. It is. And I love is the fact, as we bridge, and I don't want to, you know, jump ahead if you guys got, uh, but I just, again, cinematically watching the the editing of a film, 
the door closes. The very next shot, we're outside, the door opens, and Rocky's like in a good mood. It's like he feels the immediate happiness of the fact that he got the answer he wanted, even though it's obviously weeks later. Mm-hmm. We're watching it instantly later. We're, we, we know it's ahead in time. And yet the very next audible cue is he's happy. Mm-hmm. So again, it all kind of plays there, the, the, what we want emotionally for this character. But you know it's a powerful scene. When we just spent 15 minutes talking about maybe 15 seconds of screen time. Yeah. With hardly any words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are the best scenes, though. I, I think modern movies, today's movies, they talk way too much. You're right. They tell, they tell you everything. You know what? Hey, I can figure this out by the look of the actor. If the actor's doing their job... I know what's happening. You don't have to explain it. Yeah, they, they kind of uh, lead the horses to the water when, I mean, we could find our own way. Uh, in the book here, <clears throat> um, Adrian, oh, there's a book? <laughs> oh, there's a book. There's a book. So uh, Rocky goes back to his room after talking to Apollo, and Adrian's waiting for him when he got back. She doesn't get in the taxi. Good for her. That's it. That's all I got. That's the fun. Oh, really? Moving That's on. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so they they also say that about three weeks has passed three weeks when he walks out of the hospital yeah. um now i, I know we, we talked about this hospital being 225 years old but does it this does not look like a hospital right when you walk out of it when they walk out no yeah. How do you get the wheelchair down without <laughs> killing the patient <laughs> yeah. get out of here mr balboa and just shove him out the door it kind of looks That's like took that's why it took three weeks for him to be able to get out of there. They, have to, they don't have a wheelchair. You got to be able to walk out on your own power. <laughs> when do I get out of here? When you can walk. <laughs> That's a cruel hospital. Well, I in a hospital, and most ho- a lot of hospitals, they don't even let you leave walking. You got to go on a wheelchair, even if you're okay. Oh, yeah, no, because they don't want you to turn around and assume for having something happen. Yeah. That's actually the reason they do it. Yeah, now they have this uh, stairs. <laughs> but you see, uh, you see shows and, and movies that have like the uh, the front steps of a police precinct. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what this yeah. looks like more than like a hospital. Courthouse, like they're all leaving the courthouse. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Or the school on Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> <laughs> you old motherfucker! <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> this is like George Washington's office when I used to be right down the street from him. <laughs> <laughs> what was George Washington like as a kid? <laughs> That f***er was a liar. I don't care what anybody says. His teeth were really weird, though. (laughs) (laughs) Lied all the time. Yeah. Kept getting slivers in his food. Every time the wind blew, powder blew out of his... (coughs) Weird guy. Um, I I think, yeah, you look at the front of the building. This is the funny thing. When you watch the movie, this has never bothered me coming out of this building. I just assume it's sort of the administrative side of the hospital. We're We're not on the emergency side. But you then look in the background, you see the buildings, you're like... The hell kind of hospital would this be for the front door? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Total Rocky has uh, is a website where, like, they they have like real the filming locations and where where they are and stuff, and they really never let us down so far. But uh, here, I couldn't find any information on Total Rocky. I wanted to see like where this door, like where it points, if there's like a Google Maps shot of it. But uh, I could not find one. They shot most of this in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, um, almost all the exteriors were in Philly. I'm just trying to look at if there's any visual clues of any kind. You got a trash can at the very front. 
It almost looks like the entrance to like a library or some kind of a public building, like either a public library or a public government building. It doesn't look like a front entrance of a hospital. Yeah, and if it was a hospital, you'd think it would say hospital on well, it. Well, that, that'd be the big clue. We also, You know what? We have a, uh, a Mighty Mix member, Brian Granko, mm-hmm. who is a, a Philadelphia native, and he has already shared so many filming locations, like their, uh, like their, their real life today looks and stuff so i'm I'm hoping that that our pal brian can uh can help us out with this one so uh putting out the call brian help us rocky's already in mid-conversation with a slick talking businessman who's uh talking about the fiscal or we don't get fiscal yet do we but the uh this coming year this coming year let me tell you about it i'm gonna tell you i got a deal you can't believe let me tell you here i mean you can just it's almost like it's stereotypical of like that used car salesman pitch but you do it on camera, and you immediately know what this guy is. Yeah, he's probably selling them a, a jar of snake oil. All I need you to do, I just need a signature right here. Don't even bother reading. Just right here, and you can go about your business. It's like, no, 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 no. That's, I know we, we'll get into this tomorrow, but it's, it's immediate. I, as soon as I saw this minute, because I hadn't seen Rocky II in a while, so when you shared these minutes and I watched it, I was like, oh, there's that guy that's trying to get him to sign the first contract. Like, he's that... That's that ambulance chaser type who's trying to get that first exclusive that's going to screw the guy, and he's going to make all the money. And that's the first thing I thought of when I heard that voice. But we, as, as I don't want to say experience, but as people who've lived a certain amount of time, like our guard goes up right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when people are trying to get you to sign something, look, I, I don't have time. Just sign this real quick. And then, right, you know, right, right. like there, there's, oh, there's, there's always, yeah, they're, 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 they're I've, being slick. I've lived long enough that there has never been the deal that if you don't sign instantaneously, it goes away. Right. There's no <laughs> such thing. Yeah. If, it, if, it's a, if it's that big of a deal, if it's that important, you can have a few weeks to work out the kinks. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. Like, if you don't sign now, you're never going to get this chance again. Like, all right. Well, I don't know. The king of Nigeria's cousin sent me an email. <laughs> and, buddy, I sent my my bank information immediately. But listen, I, I mean, want to miss out on that. The money has to clear customs. It's not going to do that by itself, Walt. Right? No, Jeez. that's right. Got to spend money to make money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll wrap up minute thirteen with that. So, uh, so why don't you guys do your plugs for a wilder ride? Well, if you'd uh, if you'd like to check us out, one of the great places to find us is at facebook.com slash the wilder ride. That's kind of our public group, and then from there you can join our uh, listeners group. Ask answer a couple questions, and we'll let you in. Uh, just make sure you're not a bot or some king of Siam trying to swindle money out of people. And um, join the conversation there, and and then we have links to all kinds of different stuff, other places that you can find us off of that. Yeah, and if you're a big fan of social media, we're on all of the typical places. You can find us on Twitter at The Wilder Ride, Facebook, The Wilder Ride, as Walt just said, and Instagram, The Wilder Ride. It's kind of, it's nice and consistent. Everything was just short enough in The Wilder Ride that that's all you have to look for. Perfect. Nice and compact. Uh, we're Rocky Minute everywhere. We're Rocky Minute on Twitter. We're Rocky Minute on Facebook. We're Rocky Minute on Instagram. We're Rocky Minute on gmail.com if you want to mm-hmm. uh, email us. But our listeners group is called Mighty Mix. That's where you got to go to uh, to join the private conversation. Or DuelingShower.com is where we release our episodes. So uh, head on over there. There's not just us. There's, there's a ton, a ton of good 
podcasts out there that you guys and short films. Scott Corelli is a, uh, a film writer and director, and uh, he makes his own short films. So he's got a few of them over there on DuelingGenre.com. So go check it out, man. A lot of good stuff over there. So um, stick with us. We got two more minutes to go with these windbags. So we'll see, see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you Can't tomorrow. Wrap this up soon enough. <laughs> I swear, the first time he said it, he was saying DuelingShowers.com. And I'm like, Dueling Showers? <laughs> what the hell is Dueling Showers? You're thinking about pen, Penthouse Forums again. Dueling Showers? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we filmed Deliverance in Georgia, but that was Dueling Banjos. Yeah, that was Literally something dueling completely showers. different. <laughs> anyway, well, no, I need a shower. I think we all do. <laughs> So we'll see you tomorrow on another Rocky Minute. Bye. What are we waiting for? Take this! One, two, three, four. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah, people outside the studio window looking at me like, what the fuck are they doing in there? <laughs> yeah, are they playing fucking patty cake? That's what everybody does when they you walk know, by. They're all looking at us like, you're, if you play patty cake, you're supposed to actually reach across to the other person. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, no. go, go away. It's not exclusive to podcasting. Go. They always look at you saying, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, I'm just here on my phone trying to see who will deliver peanut butter and waffles. Yeah. I suddenly have this, suddenly, yeah, I walked in today and I was like, there's a scent of waffles and peanut butter in the air. I don't know where that comes from. And shame. And shame. And shame. I'm getting that. <laughs> and shame. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go.